Hello and welcome everyone to this week's IDP Plus podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Record, at mrecord21 on Twitter slash X. I'm excited to be here solo this time. My lovely co-host Steve is getting the week off. Uh, he's busy, so I'm going to walk you through week 14 games. What happened? Who are the high performers? Uh, who kind of disappointed as we gear up for the playoff push? As always, we are brought to you by our lovely friends at Trophy Smack. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure to like and subscribe, and you can check out some of the cool products. We got this sweet, sweet ring here. Uh, you love it. If you use code IDP guys at checkout, you're going to get a free championship ring just like this with your purchase. They got sweet, oh, sweet belts, a bunch of bunch of other products as well. So go check them out. Trophysmack.com. They are good friends. These are legit. They bring your fantasy, your fantasy championships to a whole new level. They have things for commissioners. They have things uh, for people that came in last place. They have something for everything. Please go check them out. It's a great Christmas present idea and really makes you feel like you are elevating your fantasy game. With that, let's get to some highlights. First game, my New England Patriots somehow got a win against the Pittsburgh Steelers 21-18. Look at these high performers. Uh, Jelani Tavai, number one, 71% snaps played, 18 fantasy points. Alandon Roberts, the linebacker there for the Steelers, second highest performer, 16 points on 81% of defensive snaps played. Kyle Duggar, defensive back for New England, 15 points, 100% defensive snaps played. Cameron Hayward turning back the clock. They are 15 points, 75% defensive snaps played. And then rounding out the top five is Mac Wilson, the inside linebacker for the Patriots. 13 points, but only on 29% of snaps played. You love to see many of these folks there at the top. We've been on Jelani Tafai uh, for a while now. The, the Him and Jawan Bentley, unsung heroes here on this Patriots defense. They get the snaps, so Tafai 71%. Uh, Juwan Bentley got 100% of defensive snaps, only scored eight fantasy points, but that's a perfectly fine day. You see he had five assists and one solo tackle. So one QB hit, very close to having more points uh, in this scoring system that is pretty average. We balance the splash plays with the with the tackles here. As always, the, the points that we're going to be talking about are the scoring system for our charity tournament that we run every single year. So pretty balanced scoring there. Uh, but yeah, these Patriots linebackers, they play a lot. We know who's playing. Uh, they are perfectly fine people to start. They are not going to be hurting you. Going to the Steelers side, though, uh, Alandon Roberts, as we mentioned, with all the injuries that the Steelers have been having on defense, someone has to play linebacker for them. Someone has to do it. Uh, Alandon Roberts stepped right in, uh, you know, four assists, two solo tackles, a tackle for a loss, a pass defended, a sack, and a QB hit on 81% of defensive snaps played. That's really, really nice. And look at those number of snaps, too. It was only on 46 snaps. Now, we expect most teams to have about 65 or so snaps per game. So if Alain Roberts can have this kind of snap percentage uh, next week uh, and hopefully uh, get, you know, higher snap counts uh, against, you know, a better, better, uh, better offense, uh, these numbers can only go up. So if you are desperate, uh, go and get yourself a Landon Roberts, plug him in as your linebacker for, you're feeling pretty good about that. Cam Hayward has been kind of disappointing all year. I mean, you love the 75% of defensive snaps and you know, he still has these types of games in him, uh, but he's so hard to trust as anything more than the DT two at this point, just all those ups and downs. 
I mentioned Mac Wilson as, uh, you know, the fifth, fifth overall scoring player in this game. A 29% snap percentage. Let someone else overreact. You do not want to trust him as we go into the playoffs. Moving down uh, a little further in this game, uh, Joey Porter, 12 and a half points on 100% defensive snaps. Jabril Peppers, 12 points, 100% of defensive snaps. Both of these folks are sort of unsung heroes for me. I've been on Joey Porter, as you know, the entire year. I love rookie cornerbacks. He's one of the only rookie cornerbacks that's still up and healthy. Uh, but in, especially in cornerback required leagues, he's been crushing it. Uh, if you're in even deeper leagues and you're just playing defensive backs, he's a totally fine person to go target. And then Jabril Peppers has kind of been the MVP for the Patriots defense all year. Uh, he's been the most stable producer. Uh, he plays 100% defensive snaps, kind of the heart and soul there. Uh, go and get him. He is a, at the very least, DB3 uh, in your leagues. And, and he's he's doing all the work that you that you want him to be doing. Yeah, Miles Bryant, a little bit of a disappointing game, only 10 and a half points, but you're not going to be too mad about that at that cornerback spot. Yeah, looking through here, that's this Minka Fitzpatrick comes back, plays 100%, only scores eight points. Obviously, you like that floor. If you have him, you're playing him. Uh, but yeah, I suppose that's enough. That's enough said about Minka Fitzpatrick. If you have him, you're playing him. Uh, you know, coming back from the injury, we we expect for him to do a little more than this on a day to day basis. But again, you're taking those eight points and that 100% of defensive snaps played. TJ Watt disappointing. He did play 91% of snaps, only scored you seven fantasy points. You have him. You're playing him. Enough said. Going down here more towards the bottom of our list. Anyone else noteworthy? Blake Martinez. You know, we mentioned the Pittsburgh Steelers. They have a kind of a curse on their linebacker spot. Uh, they have to be playing someone. He played 37% of defensive snaps. It's pretty good, but really no production. Leave him, leave him off of your roster. Uh, don't even, don't even worry about him moving forward. Not the Patriots, the Steelers. Let's move on to the next game. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Atlanta Falcons. The Buccaneers win 29 to 25. I'll take this moment right now uh, before we keep going into these games. It's about to be the fantasy playoffs. If you're still listening to us, if you're still looking for advice, uh, congratulations. You've, you've made the playoffs. A lot of what you should be doing in these playoffs is playing the people that got you there. Don't get cute with it. If you have studs, you play your studs. Uh, now, if there are some injuries and you have to be filling them in on the waiver wire, of course, you know, take this advice. But really, a lot of this podcast for me today is just going to be pointing out, you know, the people you should be trusting, right? And the ones, the ones that you shouldn't be trusting. So stick with what, what got you there. Don't get cute. You'll regret it if you do. Uh, so yeah, good luck in those playoffs. So let's keep uh, going, though. Like I said, Buccaneers, Falcons, uh, Zion McCollum, top overall scoring player in this game, 26 fantasy points on 100% of defensive snaps played. Uh, Carlton Davis, the other uh, cornerback there on the Buccaneers, the second highest scoring player, 23 and a half points on 81% of defensive snaps played. And then the Tampa Bay free safety, Antoine Winfield, 20 fantasy points, 100% of defensive snaps played. Uh, just a field day for the defensive backs here in Tampa. Then we get uh, three Atlanta players uh, in the next three. So Jesse Bates, 100% defensive test played, 17 fantasy points. Caden Ellis, one of our favorite linebackers, also 17 points, 100% defensive snaps played. Uh, and Clark Phillips, the cornerback with 14 and a half points on 100% of defensive snaps played. Yeah, not a whole lot of surprises there. Obviously, cornerbacks are hard to project week uh, to week. Uh, we like Carlton Davis a little more than Zion McCollum. Uh, it has a little more penchant for those big plays. You see, you get that interception in this game. Uh, but yeah, either cornerback is fine streaming, but really pay attention to the matchups, especially in the playoffs. If you are doing the streaming cornerback strategy, as many of us in the industry do, 
Now, Antoine Winfield, stud, 100% defensive test played. You love to see it. You love his production. You're obviously playing him. Same thing with Jesse Bates, Caden Ellis. Uh, they get the play time. They perform for you. You can trust them moving forward. I want to take a second to talk about Kalijah Kansi. He has really, really, really come on recently, and you'll love to see it. 11 fantasy points in this game with uh, two solo tackles, an assisted tackle, a tackle for a loss, and a sack, and a QB hit. 11 points, 79% of defensive snaps played. We mentioned this when he was drafted this year, that they're going to be bringing him along. Uh, Vita Vea can sort of be training him up, one of the best to do it on the defensive line, uh, can train him. Uh, and he's finally producing. He's finally doing it week in and week out. Uh, he has the most QB hits, I believe, of any rookie defensive lineman uh, or any rookie defensive player. Uh, and he's finally getting that production. And that 79% of defensive snaps played, whether you have him as a DE or a defensive tackle, obviously he's a little more valuable as a defensive tackle. That is really, really good. So at that position, though, as a rookie, it's hard to get super consistent production. But the dynasty angle on Kalaja Kansi or the 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 arrow for him is pointed way the heck up. So if you're in a dynasty league and he's still available on the waiver wires somehow because they weren't listening to this podcast, go get him, stash him. He's going to be really he's going to be a force for years to come. Richie Grant played 81% of defensive snaps, only 10 fantasy points. That's perfectly fine. Floor, you're still going to be rocking him. Uh, Levante David, 100% of defensive snaps. He's had a very, very good year. Bit of an off game this game. Still had eight points with two assists, two solo tackles, and a pass defended. You can continue to trust him just fine. Uh, AJ Terrell has a more like AJ Terrell game here. Uh, he plays 100% defensive snap, but he's almost too good to totally trust in fantasy because people don't really throw it his way. You'll take your six points that you got with him, but you can probably find a better cornerback uh, out there for your fantasy purposes. Let's see. Anything else noteworthy here uh, in this game? Not really. Obviously, the Tampa Bay linebackers, you, 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 you'd expect... Uh, maybe at some point to get their regular starters back, looking at you, Devin White. If he's playing, you're trusting him. Uh, he's had a pretty decent year all year. The question is, is he going to play? Otherwise, if he doesn't, uh, I don't know. You see KJ Britt with 90% of defensive snaps. That's a very nice game. Uh, he's totally dependent on if Devin White plays. So if he does, KJ Britt relegated back to your bench you're obviously playing Devin White if you like rolling the dice with KJ Britt there as like your linebacker four go ahead and do that you love to see 90% of defensive snaps that is really nice otherwise on the Atlanta side of the ball pretty much par for the course you're starting the defensive backs uh, you're starting Caden Ellis other than that not really anyone else you can truly trust at this point in your playoff push moving on to the Colts Bengals the Bengals get another Joe Burrow-less win, 34-14 to 14, over the hapless Colts. Uh, kind of uh, expected. Zaire Franklin led all scorers here. Uh, 19 fantasy points, played 100% defensive snaps, had eight assists, five solo tackles, and a tackle for a loss. What did we tell you? We were super high on him going into this year. He continues to perform. Enough said. You have him. You're playing him. Trey Hendrickson continues to be crushing it. 18 fantasy points, two sacks on 61% of defensive snaps played. Obviously, you'd like to see this number be higher. However, the Bengals kind of had this one wrapped up pretty early. Uh, Hendrickson has dealt with some injuries all year. So 
I'm surmising that his 61% of defense test played is only because they were trying to keep him healthy as they continue for their playoff push. So you have Hendrickson, you're trusting him. Logan Wilson, uh, 10 combined tackles, a pass defended, good for 16 fantasy points, 95% of defensive snaps. You have Logan Wilson, you're playing him, enough said. Ronnie Harrison, the inside linebacker for the Colts, had a really nice game. Uh, four combined tackles, a pass defended, an interception, played 97% of defensive snaps. You absolutely love to see it. Ever since uh, the Colts got rid uh, of the linebacker that's now on the Eagles, Shaquille Leonard. Yeah, we got there. It's hard when it's just me here. Uh, yeah, it was kind of, what are they going to do with their linebacker spot? What are they going to do? Who's going to step up? 97% of snaps is huge. Uh, obviously, you love to see that production from Ronnie Harrison. He's definitely a waiver wire target if you are looking for someone to fill in as a linebacker for, for sure. Jermaine Pratt continues to do Jermaine Pratt things. 83% of defensive snaps played, half a sack, eight combined tackles, a QB hit. Yeah, you can trust him there as your LB3 or LB4, uh, especially when he and Logan Wilson are there on the field. He All he does is produce. Yeah, other than that, DeForest Buckner had a very nice turning back to clocks game, kind of like Cam Hayward. I don't know what year it is, uh, but he had a great game. Seven combined tackles on 85% of defensive snaps played. That's really nice production. You're going to not find anyone better than that on the defensive tackle side. Uh, really out there. Um, so continue to play him with, with confidence. Yeah, scrolling down here to some of these other other names. There's not a whole lot of other people that really, 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 really hurt you. Dax Hill's been having a nice year. He only had seven points, five combined tackles. That's all he had. But he played 98% of defensive snaps. There's not a whole lot more you can ask. He just had a bad game. Uh, you can continue to trust him out there as your DB3, DB4. Uh, you shouldn't really have to mess around with that. Sam Hubbard, uh, a bit of a down year all year. Played 70% of defensive snaps. That's fine. But are you really trusting that uh, in anything but really, really deep leagues? I don't think you should. I think you can find someone potentially better there on the waivers. Yeah, other than that, uh, not a whole lot to learn from this game uh, other than the, the Colts linebacker situation. It does appear that it's Ronnie Harrison's job there next to uh, Zaire Franklin. So do that accordingly. Otherwise, the Bengals just continue to be defensive line and defensive line heavy and, you know, Dax Hill. So, yeah, play them all accordingly. Moving on to the Jaguars and Browns. The Browns win a tight one, 31 to 27. The Cleveland cornerbacks, uh, looks like actually three cornerbacks had big games in this game. Martin Emerson, Greg Newsom uh, for the Browns, then Monteric Brown for the Jaguars, all played above 90% of defensive snaps, all had just really, really nice games, uh, above 20 fantasy points in our scoring system. Cornerbacks are tough to predict each and every week, as I sort of mentioned all the time. Uh, they're very much matchup dependent. Obviously, you love Greg Newsom's 100% of defensive snaps. You love Martin Emerson's 97%. It's going to be hard to trust that they're going to get this many points for you each and every week, but we always like Greg Newsom. And then on the Jacksonville side, that cornerback, Monteric Brown, uh, doing his work with just tackles, seven solo tackles in the past defended. Uh, that's awesome on 92%. It's nice when you have cornerbacks getting points, not through splash plays, because then hopefully you have a nice floor, uh, and then the splash plays bring you to the next level. So, Monteric Brown, 92%. Definitely worth noting. Check out the matchups. I don't know who the Jaguars play next week, uh, but might be worth a stream. Jeremiah Owusu-Koromova, the Cleveland linebacker, 
eight solo tackles, two tackles for a loss, 93% of defensive snaps played. This is awesome. We mentioned this last week. We think we finally have a picture of the Browns linebacker situation. JOK has had ups and downs. Rookie year was super great, obviously. Last year, disappointing campaign as there's kind of a timeshare going on. It appears all indicators are pointing to JOK being the guy in Cleveland. This game kind of solidifies that 93% of defensive snaps. Uh, you, if you're looking on YouTube and watching uh, all of the, the numbers we have going on here, uh, you, you won't see uh, any other Cleveland linebacker or scrolling or scrolling. Yeah, no one else is is sub or above 70%. So JOK is the guy. You can fully trust him. Uh, he might still be available uh, in some leagues. He's probably an LB2, LB3 for you at this point. Uh, if you can still go get him, he is someone I would absolutely target if he's still available. Otherwise, I'm done feeling uh, not confident in, in rolling him out everywhere I have him. He's finally producing. I love it. Speaking of young linebackers, Devin Lloyd with Jaguars, 100%. 100% of defensive snaps played, 11 combined tackles, a fumble recovery. You'll love to see it. He's another plug and play there. Uh, fascinating that he outscored uh, Foyesad Aluakon in this game. He also played 100% of defensive snaps. A little bit of an off day production-wise for him as he's been the LB1 kind of start to finish this year. Uh, but if you have him, you're still playing Foyer. You're still playing Devin Lloyd. That kind of play, uh, play percentage is... is a must start uh, where you have them. Yeah, Grant Delpit, only 76% of defensive snaps played. Not ideal, but he did put up 15 points for you on five combined tackles and a tackle for a loss and a sack with a QB hit. You got Delpit, you're playing him. Pretty much easy as that. Same thing can be said for Rayshon Jenkins. He scored 13 points on six combined tackles in the past defended. He played 97% of defensive snaps. You love to get that kind of play time, especially in your playoff push uh trying to get deep into the playoffs it's hard to score points if you're not playing he's playing you're obviously starting him josh allen the uh outside linebacker for the jaguars had a nice game played 86 percent of defensive snaps uh four tackles uh two tackles for a loss uh he's had a really 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 nice year uh all year maybe not as consistent as you want on the the high production side uh but 86 percent of defensive snaps as an ob might, you might have him as a defensive end uh, in your leagues. You can trust him moving forward. Uh, you really love to see it. Going through the rest here, Miles Garrett, 88% of defensive snaps. Really tough day for him. One tack for loss, but he had three QB hits. I hope I'm not giving you earth-shattering news that if you have Miles Garrett, you continue to trust him. You continue to play him. I mean, think about that. He was... You know, a couple seconds away with three QB hits from having this being a three sack day. Uh, the kind of things that can help win you, win you your your league each and every week. So, uh, if you got Garrett, you're still rolling him out there and hoping for the best. Trayvon Walker, look at that, 82 percent of defensive snaps played, only shows up on the stat sheet with one combined tack or one solo tackle and one assisted tackle. You love the play time. Uh, you love his usage. You don't love that production. You can probably find someone better uh, on the waiver wire. So that's about all I got for the Jaguars and Browns. Let's move on to the Texans at Jets. Oh, what a sad game. The Jets win 30-6. to Just when you think Houston's starting to build momentum, uh, and they're ready to go make the playoffs. Obviously, everything that could have gone wrong in that game 
did go wrong. Uh, just brutal. You hate to see it. From an IDP perspective, however, a top scoring player was Jonathan Greenard, the defensive end for Houston. Only played 63% of defensive snaps, but he walked away with two sacks, six combined tackles, two tackles for a loss. You'll love to see it. The 63% of defensive snaps is not enough to totally trust him as a plug-and-play defensive end. It's nice to see this high upside, however, uh, but you can probably do better uh, elsewhere on the on the waiver wire if you're looking for a defensive end. Let someone else overreact to that. You're not going to get this production every week. Christian Harris, though, continuing the whole what the heck is going on with the linebacker spot in Houston. He played 93% of defensive snaps in this game, pacing the Texans at the linebacker spot, leading to 10 combined tackles and a forced fumble, 20 points in our scoring system. You love to see it. I mentioned this last week. The Texans are kind of like the Browns right now at the linebacker spot. It's hard to predict what they are going to do each and every week. Uh, looking at the other Houston uh linebackers Denzel Perriman played 84% of defensive snaps he put up a nice stat line had four combined tackles a tackle for a loss uh, a couple pass defended you love to see it I still think he's plug and play as your LB4 but we really thought he would take the reins back once he was fully healthy he has not done that it appears to be Christian Harris's job uh, again because of the nature and the <laughs> lack of stability at the position it's truly hard to trust any one of these folks, uh, they don't really have a seemingly carved out role here. But uh, if you are desperate, obviously, or you've been riding the Christian Harris roller coaster all year, yeah, you're going to play him. That's just what you're going to do. DJ Reed, the cornerbacks, had a really, really nice year fantasy wise. Uh, 96% of defensive snaps there for the Jets. Uh, four combined tackles, three passes defended. You can do far worse at the cornerback spot than DJ Reed. Derek Stingley has been putting together a lot of really, really nice games. Also at that cornerback spot for the Texans, five solo tackles uh, for 12 and a half points, a hundred percent of defensive snaps played. He's, I love him. He's still under the, for me, still counts as kind of a rookie cornerback there. I know he's not a rookie, but he's young enough uh, that I, I'll take the win on him. Uh, you love to see that kind of play time and you love to see that floor of tackles add a little splash play and you got a really special cornerback there. Uh, you should be playing him in cornerback specific leagues or required leagues, especially as a CB2 if you can get him. The free safety Jimmy Ward had a nice game, seven combined tackles uh, for 12 points, 100% of defensive snaps played. You'll have to see it uh, there for the Texans. Ahmad Gardner, the sauce. Uh, had a nice game, three combined tackles, tackle for loss, two passes defended, 96% of defensive snaps. He's kind of like an A.J. Terrell where he doesn't necessarily get thrown out a whole lot, so he doesn't get a whole lot of fantasy points. It's hard to trust that. It's truly hard to trust that uh, each and every week. But he's on the field, so if you are desperate, you can do worse than him. But i probably find a slightly worse real-life NFL cornerback to play than him uh, to hopefully get some more some more tackles. Quinnen Williams is doing Quinnen Williams things. Uh, only played 68% of defensive snaps, but he got home for a sec. Uh, at the defensive tackle position, he's one of the top 10 for sure. So if you have him, you're playing him. Easy as that. Jalen Petrie there with the Texans. 100% of defensive snaps, six combined tackles. Again, he's kind of had a disappointing year. We were drafting him as a top five guy there uh, due to injuries and other things. He He's not had that kind of production. But he's maybe a player that you stashed uh, while he was injured. Uh, should help you out in your playoff push uh, for sure. Yeah, let's see. 
I already mentioned Denzel Perryman. Uh, yeah, this, the Jets defenders really had an off off day for them. Really not a whole lot to mention. Quincy Williams, he's been pretty solid all year. Uh, 96% of defensive snaps, four combined tackles, a tackle for a loss, a pass defended. He's perfectly fine, LB3. Uh, just a little bit of an off day. But if nine points is his floor, uh, especially in the scoring system, that's great. Same thing can be said for CJ Mosley. 96% of defensive snaps. Only scoring you eight points. Disappointing, but you've been riding him all year. Keep keep riding him. Uh, Will McDonald, our good friend Will McDonald. Uh, it's kind of fun that he shows up in the stat sheet when Steve's not here to gloat about it. Uh, he did get a sack, uh, eight fantasy points. But I'll note, only 23% of defensive snaps played. My theory is, you know, the Jets have such a great defensive line. They can kind of redshirt these young folks uh, in their rookie years. Um, they're not going to be able to pay everyone on the defensive line. Uh, so he'll get his chance. His, the dynasty error is definitely pointing up. you love to see him getting home and producing. Uh, just this year is, is not the year for him. Not the year. Now that we're getting down to the bottom of this list, uh, again, if you're watching on YouTube, you're, you're seeing all the stats that I'm sort of referencing. Uh, Blake Cashman, 29% defensive snaps played. Houston, yeah, it seems like it's Perryman and Christian Harris as the two linebackers that you're going to want there. It changes every week. So don't hold me to that. Uh, Jordan White had very disappointing 91% of defensive snaps played, but only showed up on the stat sheet for three combined tackles. Uh, he's always kind of been a really nice waiver wire uh, fill in uh, for me for the last couple of years. He's not someone you can necessarily trust each and every week, but definitely on bye weeks, you could fill him in. As we all know, bye weeks are done. Bye weeks are done. Uh, so if someone's getting hurt and you want someone that you know, uh, that is playing, gets the play time to get those stats. Jordan Whitehead can be far worse for you at that defensive back spot. Again, 91% defense snaps. Just didn't really get home with any stats in this particular game. Uh, he's someone that, if you are desperate, I feel fairly confident, you know, plugging and playing there um, in like a DB4 spot. Will Anderson, our favorite rookie, uh, one of our favorite rookies, played 60% of defensive snaps there at the defensive end spot for the Texans. Only showed up on the stat sheet with two QB hits. Uh, yeah, not great. We sort of always mention this with rookie defensive linemen. I mentioned it with Kalijah Kansi. It's hard to trust them each and every week. Um, you expect them at some point, like an Aiden Hutchinson or a Kayvon Thibodeau, to ascend on the you know, second or third year that they're in the league, rookie year. It's really tough, even with someone with a ceiling such as Will Anderson. So he's a dynasty stash. You probably are not trusting him in your playoff lineups, uh, but you still like to see that he was this close, you know, a couple seconds away from a couple of sacks here in this game. Uh, just you can't trust him. You can't trust him yet. And then sort of rounding out the Houston linebacker spot, Henry 2020 only played 10% of defensive snaps. Uh, so he can be relegated to the waiver wire uh, anywhere that you have him. All right, let's move on to the Rams at the Ravens. Uh, really fun overtime game. Uh, the uh, the Ravens get the 37-31 victory. Uh, you love to see it. Uh, you also love to see Ernest Jones there being the top production, uh, pr top producer of either team. 99% of defensive snaps played, 10 combined tackles, a sack. He did it all. Uh, he's a top five guy. He kind of has been all year. You got him. You're playing him. Ill surprisingly, a second overall scoring player from this game was Akello Witherspoon, the cornerback for the Rams. 
four combined tackles and interception. That always helps on 100% of defensive snaps played. You love to see it. Uh, cornerbacks, like I said, always matchup dependent. I know it kind of sounds like keep repeating yourself, but it's important to remember. Uh, so it's tough to you know predict that kind of production each and every week for him. Justin Matubuke, the defensive tackle for the Ravens, continues his breakout campaign. Five combined tackles, a tackle for a loss, a sack, five, five QB hits on 75% of defensive snaps. You know, you like to see your defensive tackles get a little more playtime than 75%, but not many do. And Matabuke has been doing it the entire year. He's probably won you weeks this year uh, and will continue to do so. Keep rolling him out there. Uh, he's definitely a top 10 defensive tackle, if not the top five defensive tackle. Uh, keep on, keep on keeping on with him. Unsurprisingly, Roquan Smith had a nice tackle game, 10 combined on 100% of defensive snaps. He's a plug-and-play guy. Uh, don't need to spend much more time on him. Uh, John Johnson, the, the strong safety for the Rams, eight combined tackles, 100% defensive snaps played. Uh, you'll love to see it. Uh, you can keep rolling him out there as a DB3. Got a couple of Baltimore defenders, Marlon Humphrey and Brandon Stevens, both playing 100% defensive snaps both having their fair share of tackles. Uh, you love to see that kind of play time. Uh, we obviously have loved Marlon Humphrey for a long time as a cornerback required just start and play. Don't even think about it. Uh, Brandon Stevens with that 100% uh, is noteworthy here because the next player on this list is Kyle Hamilton. He only played 56% of defensive snaps, but he had a nice game with seven combined tackles. But the big story here is my boy got hurt. Very disappointing. Uh, Hamilton's had a very successful IDP year. Uh, it definitely helped you make the playoffs. But now you're probably going to be without him for a little bit here. So looking at these other uh, defensive backs here uh, in Baltimore, you kind of have to bump up your Brandon Stevens, your Marcus Williams, uh, your Geno Stones, um, really any of those other uh, defensive backs. And hell, even, even Patrick Queen uh, and Roquan Smith. Not, not that you weren't already going to be starting them, but Losing Kyle Hamilton, you know, the versatile defender is going to be a tough thing to produce uh, or a tough thing for the, the Ravens to do. Um, but but someone's going to have to soak up those tackles and soak up those splash plays. So the Ravens are probably going to be fine in the long run here. And we still like Hamilton's prospects. But yeah, kind of bump everyone else up there on that Ravens defense. Travis Jones, uh, a lovely defensive tackle there out of Connecticut. I think it's his second year. Uh, Showing up here nicely with a sack, only played 32% of defensive snaps, not nearly enough to trust uh, in anything. Uh, in terms of dynasty, you know, I still kind of like him. You'd like to see a bit of a better year two for him than what he's been doing in terms of playtime. But, you know, it, it takes a while for defensive tackles to sort of get into their NFL bodies. So he's probably still a hold there in dynasty. Byron Young, we talked about him at length last episode, 82% uh, of defensive snaps played. He did get a sack. He's doing everything you can expect from a young uh, edge rusher. You know, eight fantasy points is a nice, it's a nice, uh, nice floor for, for a young player there. And the 82% of defensive snaps, you know, you can trust that moving forward. He's still a, a plug and play, uh, depending on if you have him as an edge or a, or a linebacker, obviously he's a little more, uh, uh, a little more enticing as an edge rusher uh, than the linebacker due to his, you know, tackle floor not really being there. But he's been doing the work getting home at quarterback. So uh, we really like Byron Young. Patrick Queen, 100% defensive snaps. Bit of an off day. Only showed up for five combined tackles. He's been a, a stellar player all year. 
you're continuing to trust him moving forward. Michael Hecht, the the other uh, outside linebacker there for the Rams, 81% of defensive snaps, seven fantasy points on five combined tackles. Yeah, he's uh, he's kind of been an interesting one all year. Started out the gates pretty hot, um, kind of died down a little bit. And, you know, this kind of seems to be what he is, about a seven fantasy point player uh, or so, depending on your scoring system. I prefer other names uh, like Byron Young on this team uh, and others than him. Uh, I understand with that play time, if people would be interested in, you know, playing him, he's he's just not for me. Uh, I'll, I'll let someone else to debate me on that on on Twitter. Uh, but for me, you can just leave him, leave him on the bench. Yeah, scrolling down, the only other noteworthy player here, Aaron Donald. You know, he has the name. He has big weeks. He also has weeks like this. He played 88% of defensive snaps. What did he get? A pass defended, which in our scoring systems worked two points. Uh, very disappointing. If you have him, you probably don't have another defensive tackle out there that, you know, has sort of the pedigree and or upside that he has. Uh, and you're probably rolling him out there. To be honest, it's just disappointing game. You got to trust that there are brighter days ahead for him. Uh, but you know, he's getting up there in age. Uh, you know, you start to wonder, is this the end? Is this the end of Aaron Donald being, you know, even a, a top 20 defensive tackle? It just well might be moving on to the lions against the bears. The bears get the surprising 28 to 13 victory behind the efforts of folks such as Jaquan Brisker. Mm top five defensive back going into this year for me and redraft and dynasty hasn't quite been that, but in this game, 13 combined tackles, two passes defended a forced fumble on 98% of defensive snaps. You love to see it. He's a plug and play at least DB two could be your DB one, depending on your scoring systems. He gets a lot of tackles. Uh, the splash plays haven't been there as much this year, uh, but mm, great game for Jaquan Brisker, Tremaine Edmonds linebacker, Continued to be great as well. 100% of defensive snaps uh, there. Seven combined tackles, a pass defended, an interception, a nice fun interception for the inside linebacker there in Chicago. Montez Sweat has been doing really, really well since he actually became a Chicago Bear. 74% of defensive snaps played, five combined tackles, a sack, four QB hits. He's been getting after quarterbacks he's getting the play time he's one of those sneaky waiver wire additions that you know i wouldn't necessarily just plug him in as anything more than like you know a dl3 or like an edge two three uh but he might be available and he might be able to help you win some games surprisingly the top uh defensive scorer for the detroit lions was john kaminsky on 70 percent of defensive snaps played two qb hits a sack seven combined tackles you love to see that playtime. You love to see that production. He hasn't really done it consistently. So I wouldn't trust him with a spot on a playoff roster at this point. Uh, but if you're looking for someone whose arrow appears to be pointed up, you know, he's looking pretty good right now. But I, I think I, I would trust who got you there instead of, you know, trusting Kaminsky over, over someone that's been on your roster. Justin Jones, nice game. Five combined tackles, one and a half sacks on 71% of defensive snaps. Pretty much what I just said for John Kaminsky applies to Justin Jones. Uh, defensive tackles, it's it's tough, again, to find people that play 70-plus percentage of the game. Uh, but Justin Jones has been doing it uh, pretty good. It's hard to trust the one-and-a-half sacks, however. Uh, so I I, I think uh, he's perfectly fine DT2 for you. Uh, but other than that, 
uh, I play who play who got you there. Alex Anzalone uh, with Detroit continues to do his thing. 96% of defensive snaps, nine combined tackles. He's plug and play. If you got him, play him. Easy as that. Uh, speaking of which, TJ Edwards, 100% of defensive snaps, uh, four combined tackles, had a nice pass defended, tackle for a loss, and a fumble recovery, uh, 13 points in our scoring system. He's another one. Plug and play. Now we've got Jack Campbell, interestingly, there on Detroit. Uh, at eight combined tackles, love to see it, but only on 59% of defensive snaps played. We've seen his playtime ebb and flow. Uh, we obviously like him from a dynasty perspective. The Lions didn't pay what they paid to get him to not play him at some point, uh, but 59% is just not enough to trust unless there's an injury there with Alex Anzalone uh, in Detroit. Campbell's just not going to get the playtime. He needs to be a reliable fantasy asset as you're going for your championship ring. Uh, I mentioned Aiden Hutchinson, 90% of defensive snaps played. He got home for a sack, two QB hits. He is a plug and play uh, star there on the defensive line for Detroit. Uh, he had the second year boom this year and he's, he's doing the work. So he's plug and play. Let's see Kirby Joseph, a little disappointing, I suppose on the 99% of defensive snaps. You kind of would hope for more than just four solo tackles. You'll take it. It's a nice floor uh, of the defensive backs there in Detroit. He's one of the ones you can kind of trust, uh, kind of trust the most. Uh, where's Brian Branch? Brian Branch, disappointing game. He's had such momentum. Only 52% of defensive snaps played, which is not ideal. Three combined tackles. Uh, we got to monitor that play time. He has been such a steal, a steal this year, uh, rookie defensive back wise. Uh, but that kind of play time is just not going to get the job done for anyone so so leave him there uh, on the bench hard to trust someone uh, who gets that kind of play time another person i expect to have a nice bounce back game next week eddie jackson 100 percent of defensive snaps played only showed up in the stat sheet for two solo tackles uh, he's proven in his long career that he is a valuable fantasy asset probably more like a db4 uh, in your deeper leagues but he's a better fantasy player than four fantasy points uh, in our scoring system so uh, trust better days for him. You can continue to roll him out uh, just fine. All right, moving on to the Panthers at the Saints. Uh, we had the Saints have the 28-6 to victory. Boy, oh, boy, do the Panthers look bad. Uh, unrelated. Uh, side note there. Boy, do they look awful. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about the, the IDP ramifications here. Uh, Jordan... Howden, the strong safety with New Orleans, leads the pack with 10 combined tackles, a sack, a pass defended, a forced fumble on 95% of defensive snaps. You'll love to see it. Uh, up next was Demario Davis, the linebacker for the Saints. One and a half sacks with eight combined tackles, 100% of defensive snaps played. Yeah, he continues to be the guy. You see way down the list, Pete Warner, uh, Steve's favorite person to hate. Did play 76% of defensive snaps. Uh, kind of saved his day with a, a fumble recovery there for from a fantasy perspective. Um, yeah, it's tomorrow Davis's spot there, as we sort of expected. Uh, Pete Warner can be relegated to probably your bench uh, unless you have really no one else available on your waiver wire. Derek Brown is having a monster year of the defensive tackle spot with the Panthers. He had a interception, a pass defended, 10 combined tackles, 96% of defensive snaps played. He's as plug and play as you can get right now at the defensive tackle spot. Keep on keeping on with him. 
J.C. Horn, cornerback for the Panthers, six solo tackles, a pass defended, 90, 100% of defensive snaps played. Uh, he's one of those plug-and-play cornerbacks, too. He's doing the work each and every week. You can trust him. Alante Taylor, 100% defensive snaps played. New Orleans, cornerback, five combined tackles, two passes defended, forced fumble. He hasn't been quite as productive as J.C. Horn on a consistent basis, so uh, wouldn't necessarily trust this cornerback. Uh, each and every week, uh, but you know you love to have people that play 100% of the defensive snaps. Frankie Louvu, the linebacker for the Panthers, had a very very nice average game for him. 100% of defensive snaps played, four combined tackles, a tackle for a loss, a sack, three QB hits. You know, very close to a monster game. You are not going to complain about 14 points uh, in the playoffs. Keep on keeping on with him. Speaking of which, Xavier Woods, 100% of defensive snaps, five combined tackles. This is the free safety for the Panthers. Uh, yeah, he's when he plays this amount, 100%, you know, he's he's worth playing, right? So uh, he's probably more like a DB3, DB4 for you. Uh, but he's someone you can probably get on waiver wires if you are looking for uh, a defensive back. Uh, and you can do far worse than someone that's playing 100% of defensive snaps on a team that doesn't have a great offense. So they're going to have plenty of opportunities on defense to make plays. Speaking of which, Von Bell is kind of in that same spot. Uh, he played 100% of defensive snaps there. It's strong safety for the Panthers. That yielded five combined tackles. That's a really nice tackle floor. You hope to see a splash play, but uh, again, the, the tackle floor is, is there, and he's going to certainly have plenty of opportunities there on the Panthers' defense. All right, scrolling down, Brian Burns, very disappointing game. 85% of defensive snaps there uh, for the Panthers. Only showed up with one tackle for a loss, one solo tackle. Look, he, he, he's probably a top 15 asset there at the edge or defensive line, wherever you have him in your league. Uh, if you have him, you got to play him. You got to hope that he'll turn turn that into, into some fantasy points when it really matters. A disappointing game, but sometimes defensive linemen have that, right? Uh, they're They're more productive on the field. Uh, in the pure NFL standpoint, uh, than from an IDP perspective. So you got them, you're playing them, so on and so forth. All right. So for this game, really, Demario Davis is the the story for me. He's the show. Uh, he's the the guy you want there on the linebacker spot. I'm kind of done with Pete Warner now. At this point, you're welcome, Steve. Uh, he's he's probably at LB five at this point. Uh, with not not really doing it given the opportunity that he has uh, that and Derek Brown is an absolute stud. You should be playing him wherever you have him up next. We have the Vikings at the Raiders. Oh, if you like defensive football, uh, this is your game. Three, nothing Vikings. That oh, gross. Just a, just a, and I'm a Patriots fan. I've watched some, you know, some tough games. This is just, just brutal. One saving grace, though, is Ivan Pace, the man we've been hyping up, uh, really had what one could consider a breakout game here. 100% of defensive staffs played. He did it all. 12 combined tackles, a pass defended, an interception, a sack, a QB hit. With this kind of playtime, this kind of production, he is a plug-and-play guy. I believe he paced the scoring at the IDP perspective in our format. Let's see. Yep, he paced it with those 32 points. You'll love to see it plug and play uh, in your shallower leagues. You might be able to still pick him up. Uh, if you're starting a couple of linebackers, Ivan Pace should be on your radar. Uh, he might be an upgrade of what you have there presently. 
And then Max Crosby, the double X, the defensive end for the Raiders, does what he does. Two sacks, nine combined tackles, uh, 97% of defensive snaps. He's plug and play. Really enough said. Robert Spillane had a really nice game. 10 combined tackles and a sack on 100% of defensive snaps played. He is not as plug and play as Max Crosby is. Um, he is definitely worth a look depending on your matchups. Uh, see if he's available. He hasn't had this kind of explosive game much this year, so I wouldn't go ahead and just trust him. Uh, but 100% defensive snaps plays and 100% of defensive snaps played. Uh, if you are desperate looking on the waiver wire, you know you can do far worse than someone who plays that much. DJ Wunham, very similar. 94% of defensive snaps played there for the Vikings. Five combined tackles, a sack. Uh, pretty much rinse and repeat that same exact advice that I just gave you for Spillane. Uh, Wunham's had you know an up and down year, as you'd expect for someone at that position. You love that play time. Uh, but am I trusting him on any of my you know playoff rosters? Probably not in my starting lineup. Tyree Wilson. Uh what a game for him. He had a sack, four combined tackles. He only played 51% of defensive snaps. Another one of those rookie defenders that, you know, the arrow in Dynasty is pointing up, uh, but you can't really trust him with that amount of play time uh, in your playoffs. So keep him there on your bench. All right, Nate Hobbs, uh, next person I want to sort of mention here, played 97% of defensive snaps. He had four solo tackles in our scoring. That was good for 10 points. Uh, He's one of those cornerbacks that we all expected to have a huge year. He got hurt. Disappointing. He might be available still in cornerback required leagues. Uh, we think the air was pointed up for him as well. Uh, with that amount of play time and where he sort of plays on the defense, uh, he could be a top 10 cornerback each and every week. You love this tackle floor. Play him accordingly. Trevin Morig, a uh, bit of a disappointing game. Uh, compared to what he's been doing all year, but he still got his 100% of defensive snaps. He did get his tackle floors. He got that pass defended. You can continue to trust him as DB, DB3 moving forward. Same exact thing with Marcus Epps, still playing 100%. Oh, and Cameron Bynum uh, there in the Vikings. Uh, they're all playing 100%. They're getting their floors. Um, they're pretty safe plays at this point in terms of they're not going to give you a goose egg, uh, but they may or they probably won't score you, you know, Ivan Pace is 32 points. Uh, but if you're looking for a non-zero, uh, you know, kind of your your defensive back flex spot, uh, you can do far worse than, than these folks. Divine Diablo is someone I expect to have a big bounce back week next week. He played 96% of defensive snaps, only yielded five combined tackles. He's had much better days. Obviously, the five combined tackles didn't kill you, uh, but you are expecting a little more from him than what you got from him in this week. I, you can trust that he will come back next week just fine. Same thing with Harrison Smith, the defensive back for the Vikings. He played 100% of defensive snaps. It's hard to only show up in the stat sheet with two combined tackles when you play that many snaps, right? Uh, obviously, he's getting a little old in the tooth. Uh, he's got more juice in the tank than than this. You're, you're playing him as your DB3. Uh, you probably got him at a value anyway because people like the shiny new things. Uh, because of that, you can continue to trust him each and every week. All right, only a few games left. Uh, four games to be exact. Uh, Seahawks at the 49ers. The 49ers continued their great year, beating the Seahawks 28-16. to 16. Julian Love led the scoring there on this game. Uh, the strong safety from Seattle. 22 fantasy points, 70% of defensive snaps, six combined tackles, an interception, and a forced fumble. 
Uh, you can find defensive backs that play more than 70%. Uh, obviously, we like Julian Love. He's had a really nice year, some really big, nice, really big games, uh, some not so nice games. Again, the 70% of defensive snaps kind of scare me. Uh, I want my defensive backs to be on the field to, you know, be making plays. Um, he's kind of proven that when he plays, he does perform. So I understand if you want to continue to roll with him as a DB3, I just think this amount of production is is potentially a bit of an outlier uh, compared to I think there's more stable options, rather. Fred Warner, linebacker for the 49ers, uh, 100% defensive snaps played, eight combined tackles and interception. Yeah, you have him, you're playing him. He's a top 10, top 15 guy. Not really sexy, but he gets the work done, so you're keeping playing him, obviously. Jair Brown, the strong safety there in San Francisco, uh, 100% of defensive snaps played, six combined tackles, an interception, a pass defended. He's been rising up people's boards all year. He's this is these are games why 100%. You know the, the tackle floor of six tackles with the splash play. Mm, he's a solid DB three with upside each and every week. Keep playing him accordingly. Nick Bosa is good at football. Nick Bosa is good at football. He ended this game with one and a half sacks, five combined tackles, a pass defended. He played 85% of defensive snaps. Nick Bosa is a stud. Keep on playing him wherever you have him. I hope uh, you're not needing me to tell you that. <laughs> uh, moving on down our list here, uh, Clellan Farrell, the defensive end for the 49ers, had a nice game. He only played 42% of defensive snaps. You can leave him on the waivers. Uh, you're not going to be able to get that consistently each and every week from him. Uh, Tariq Woolen, the cornerback, uh, you know, the IDP darling last year, played 100% of defensive snaps, had four combined tackles, uh, a fumble recovery. Uh, he is noteworthy uh, because his compatriot, Devin Witherspoon, got hurt in this game. Uh, he only played 13% of defensive snaps because of that injury. Uh, I'm unsure of the severity of said injury at this point, but uh, that opens the door for Tariq Wollin to get to sort of last year's production instead of kind of sharing that with Witherspoon. So Wollin is someone that I'm actively going to be looking for, seeing if he's available and rolling him out with confidence next week. Speaking of, uh, Quandre Diggs had a nice game, 100%. Of defensive snaps, you know, nice six combined tackle floor. You know, at the defensive back position, you can do far worse. Uh, I rather like him out there. Uh, Jordan Brooks uh, had a bad uh, visual game as uh, he kind of got smoked for some touchdowns, uh, but he played 85% of defensive snaps. He had six combined tackles. That's kind of what he's done his entire career. Not a huge splash play guy, will get you a bunch of tackles. You can trust him to continue to do that uh, if you have him. So keep on keeping on with him. Uh, just hope that he doesn't get up as many touchdowns as he does uh, did last this last week. Uh, if you are a Seahawks fan, yeah, Bobby Wagner, disappointing game. Uh, only three solo tackles, a couple tackles for a loss, but he did play a hundred percent of defensive snaps, so we expect a nice bounce back game from him. Same thing with Jamal Adams. Oh, it was Adams that got smoked. It was Adams, right? Yeah, I don't have anyone fact-checking me here. It was Jamal Adams. Uh, he had a worse fantasy game uh, than uh, than Jordan Brooks. Uh, three combined tackles, uh, a QB hit. Uh, yeah, he played 100% of defensive snaps, however. Um, so you can continue to roll him out there wherever you have him. Uh, expect the tackle floor to get up a little higher than that. Uh, he's probably a DB3 at this point in his career. 
Apoye Mafe has continued his downslide. He had such a great stretch there in the middle of this year. Uh, he played 83% of defensive snaps. That's nice. But when you only have three solo tackles, it's not really going to do it for you. Um, you really need a splash plays from him to make him worth it. I think he's proven that he cannot be trusted at this point. So he should be relegated to your bench, if not just straight up cut, depending on your league size. Yeah, Tashawn Gibson and Drake Greenlaw with San Francisco also had disappointing games. They had the playtime to put up stats. Just sometimes that's the way it goes. Uh, unfortunate what it happened in, you know, for many people the you know last week to try to get into the playoffs. But if you have them, uh, you've been pleased with their performance all year. Uh, you're probably fine. Keep rolling them out there wherever you have them. Yeah, otherwise, Chase Young, Javon Hargrave, their defensive line for the 49ers. This is one of those situations where it's just a, the 49ers are spoiled with riches. Uh, the fact that Chase Young's only playing 49% of defensive snaps and Javon Hargrave's only playing 47%. Uh, that's not enough nearly to trust anywhere for, for fantasy perspective. Uh, but the 49ers don't care. They're helping them win football games. Uh, they're looking really, really good there as a team. Uh, but you can relegate Chase Young and Javon Hargrave to your benches. If not, again, cut depending on your league size. All right, Bills at Chiefs. The Bills walk in to Kansas City uh, with Taylor Swift in attendance and win 20-17. to mm, mm, Controversial end there to the game, too. A whole lot of complaining. Twitter's all ablaze uh, about that, but... You know, it you know it happens. So let's, let's talk about the IDP stuff here. Legereus Sneed, you know, we've been talking about him forever at that cornerback spot. Him and Trent McDuffie with Kansas City both have really, really nice fantasy games here uh, with a, a mixture of tackle floors and passes defended and splash plays. Both of them can be trusted as CB1s. Uh, it's been a delight uh, watching them both play all year. So trust them accordingly. Uh, Teron Johnson with Buffalo. Not necessarily at the level as the CB1, but he's definitely a CB2. 100% of defensive snaps played in this game. Eight combined tackles, a pass defended, a fumble recovery. You can trust him there as your CB2. Mike Edwards, the free safety with Kansas City, had a really nice game. 10 solo tackles uh, on 97% of defensive snaps played. That's really great production. You love to see it. Uh, I don't quite remember... Speaking about Mike Edwards much this year, um, so this seems like an outlier for me. I wouldn't necessarily expect this each and every week, but you know, 97% of defensive snaps is not a joke. Getting down to the Buffalo linebackers there, Tyrell Dodson and Terrell Bernard both had really nice games. Bernard uh, had 100% of defensive snaps played on with eight combined tackles. I love to see that. Dodson only played 73% of defensive snaps played, uh, but he also had seven combined tackles and a tackle for a loss. So between those two, obviously you like Bernard a little more because you get that play time. Um, but Dodson's 73% is pretty close to being worthwhile. So continue to monitor that if you're desperate for a linebacker. Uh, I'd probably only trust Bernard of those two in my playoff lineups. But uh, yeah, if there's any injuries or you know, there's a change in that play percentage. You know, Dodson's right on the cusp of being very relevant. Speaking of linebackers that are relevant, Nick Bolton is back. He came back right back as we kind of predicted last week to 92% of defensive snaps played. They rolled him out. He was great. Six combined tackles, a tackle for a loss, a pass defended. Great production from the, you know, predicted top three linebacker this year. If you held on to him, if you stayed firm, you're plugging and playing him, and you're not going to be sorry about it. 
Justin Reed had a really nice game there for the Chiefs as well. Six combined tackles, 91% offensive snaps, uh, defensive snaps played. Uh, you're rolling him out there as your DB4 if you got him. Uh, AJ Epinesa, the defensive end for the Bills, uh, continues his wild career where he just shows up randomly games uh, with plays. He has an interception in this one. Uh, he only played four snaps. He played four snaps the entire game. So hard to predict any production for him there in Buffalo. I think he's a candidate that soon he's going to go to a new team, maybe gets an increase in snaps. But at this point, you can leave him, leave him on the bench. Willie Gay had a decent enough game on 77% of defensive snaps played, four solo tackles. Obviously, now that Nick Bolton is back, uh, uh, it's tough to get consistent production there at the LB2 spot. We have seen some good LB2 uh, production there. You know, it was mostly Drew Tranquil. Obviously, he's hurt now, so you expect Willie Gay to get some uh, more playtime and some more production. Just didn't happen in this game. He's definitely a risky LB4 at this point to roll out there, uh, especially when a game like this, uh, you know, he doesn't really produce. So you have been warned. Related, Leo Chanel is getting up to 47% of defensive snaps played. That hurts Willie Gay's upside. So it's really hard to trust either of those two or trust any linebacker other than Nick Bolden uh, on the Chiefs. Micah Hyde only played 52% of defensive snaps. That's disappointing. Uh, more disappointing from the Bills defensive back standpoint was Jordan Poyer. He played 100% of defensive snaps, only showed up with three combined tackles. We've come to expect so much more uh, from Poyer than this. He's getting the play time. You can continue to roll him out there. Uh, sometimes people just have bad games. It happens. Speaking of bad games, Chris Jones, he played 69%, hashtag nice, of defensive snaps played, but he only showed up with three QB hits. Now, defensive linemen are tricky, right? Because those QB hits were really close uh, to being sacks. Uh, he could have had a much bigger game than just three QB hits. Uh, there are, you're hard-pressed to find a better, many better defensive tackles, especially those that get close to that 70% of defensive snaps played. So you can continue to trust him. Uh, where you have him probably as your, I mean, you probably have him as your DT one. That's totally fine. He's been averaging more like DT two production, but if you have him, if you have him, you're playing him. Okay. Moving up to penultimate game Broncos chargers, the Broncos go in to Los Angeles and beat the chargers 24 to seven. Uh, thankfully this game should be nice and quick to go through because there's not a whole lot of surprises. What if I told you that Kenneth Murray uh, continued his great year at the linebacker spot with the Chargers, had 11 combined tackles and a sack on 100% defense task played? I'm sure you would not be surprised. What if I told you now that Alex Singleton and Josie Jewell uh, finally had games reminiscent of last year where everyone wanted us to put them in our top 20 ranks for linebackers, where they each played almost 100%, if not 100%, had a bunch of tackles, a bunch of splash plays, all that jazz, and performed pretty well. Now, I know what you're thinking. Hey, Matt, uh, you've been kind of off of them this year, but they have these kind of upsides uh, each and every week. Yep, that's fair. What I'm here to tell you is there's more consistent players uh, than them each and every week. Uh, not a whole lot, right? Not a whole lot. Uh, but if you're plugging them into like a shallow league and expecting them to be, you know, this kind of good every every single week, it's just not happening. Look at their look at their stat sheets. However, uh, if you're looking for someone that has this kind of upside and you're willing to take some risk, Singleton and Jewel are perfectly fine to just plug and play. Go for it. 
So they're playing really nicely uh, in this game. Hopefully they can continue that in the upcoming weeks. Uh, then we have three uh, Denver defensive backs who played pretty well. Uh, biggest noteworthy ones, probably Justin Simmons, 100% of defensive snaps played, five combined tackles, a sack. Uh, he's probably the guy you're playing over those like Jaquan McMillan and PJ Locke. Uh, I know Locke has been playing really, really well recently. 99% of defensive snaps played for him, seven combined tackles, a sack, a QB hit, a forced fumble. Uh, he, at this point, is probably someone that should be rostered everywhere Um and maybe started depending on your league size and your league settings. Uh, Jaquan McMillan, the cornerback, I feel less confident in him. He's played only played 87% of defensive snaps. Uh, a lot of splash plays here, uh, aiding his points. Uh, it's hard to trust him with his tackle floor where he's at. So let someone else overreact to him. Eric Kendricks had a nice game. 84% of defensive snaps played uh, for the Chargers. Five combined tackles, a sack, two QB hits. Um, out of that, 84% of defensive snaps played is definitely enough to be uh, IDP relevant. Probably nothing more than like an LB4 in your deeper leagues, but definitely worth noting that he's playing pretty well when he's getting that kind of play time. Derwin James uh, had a perfectly reasonable day for him. 100% of defensive snaps played, seven combined tackles. Uh, you're plugging and playing him everywhere you have him. He's a stud. Enough really said. Yeah, Pat Sertain, uh, the cornerback, had another nice game here. Four tackles, four solo tackles on 100% of defensive snaps played. Um, he's kind of like the AJ Terrell, though. Tell you that he's or the uh, Sauce Gardner. He's usually not targeted because he's really good. Uh, so the fact that he had four solo tackles is a little abnormal. Uh, you can probably do better than him. You want kind of a worse cornerback that gives up more tackles more frequently from the IDP perspective. But if you have him, he plays 100% of the snaps. So you can do far worse than throwing him out there. Khalil Mack continued uh, his nice campaign here. Uh, one solo, one assisted tackle, a pass defended. He played 85% of defensive snaps. That's really nice. Uh, obviously, he still has a lot of tread left on those tires. This is maybe one of the worst games he's had recently, but at 85% of defensive snaps played at the defensive line spot, he's definitely worth rostering, uh, and you may or may not consider just plugging him in, depending on who else you have on your roster, but... Yeah, 85% is a lot for someone at his age at that position. So I like him. I like him. I, do I trust him? That's a different question, isn't it? Uh, but you can do far worse than him in your deeper leagues. Hi, right. I'm not seeing much else noteworthy in the Broncos Chargers. The studs played like studs and the duds kind of played like duds. No one really, really super hurt you there. So let's move on to that final game of the week. The Eagles at the Cowboys. The Cowboys with a big statement win, 33-13 over said Eagles. Uh, yeah, let's unpack it. Stephon Gilmore led all players in points. He played 100% on defensive snaps. He had nine solo tackles. Holy cannoli. That's a lot for a cornerback. Uh, Gilmore's been solid all year. Uh, definitely not has not been this good, nor worth necessarily starting, uh, even in your deeper cornerback required leagues. You know, check out the matchups next week, but I think I'd leave him on the waiver wire. Let someone else overreact to this, you know, kind of unique performance. I saw on Reddick, though, uh, with the Eagles, did the things that he does. Uh, two sacks, two QB hits, three combined tackles, 72% of defensive snaps. He's turned it on right at the right time. If you have him, you are obviously playing him. Same thing with Darius Slay, four combined tackles, three pass defended, 82% of defensive snaps played. That's a lot for the cornerback there. 
Um, you want your cornerbacks to be playing more towards the 100%, obviously, but Slay always performs when he's out there. So I trust him kind of as a CB2 at this point. All right, let's unpack the uh, Philadelphia linebacker spot here. So Zach Cunningham, 74% of defensive snaps, uh, nine combined tackles. Pretty nice day uh, for him. Uh, Nicholas Morrow played 78% of defensive snaps, four combined tackles, uh, two passes defended. Uh, if you scroll all the way down, all the way down, where, where are you? Shaquille Leonard, 17% of defensive snaps played, the newest member of that Eagles defense. Uh, you expect that number to go up. They wouldn't have gone and draft or wouldn't have gone and grabbed him if he wasn't going to play more. Obviously, they're introducing him to the team. Uh, none of these None of this production really makes you feel confident in uh, any of those linebackers, uh, especially considering they were all under 80% of those defensive snaps played. Uh, I say just continue to monitor. Uh, if you are looking to get risky, I suppose Nicholas Morrow might be your guy. Um, but maybe Zach Cunningham. I don't know. They're kind of coin flips. You don't know who's going to produce each and every week. Uh Probably roll with Cunningham uh, until other folks' production rolls up. Uh, but Shaquille Leonard has proven that he can. You can just leave him there uh, on your bench or the waiver wire. It's probably too late to truly trust him anytime this year uh, to help win your playoffs. Deron Bland, uh, no, he did not get a pick six, uh, but another great game at that cornerback spot. Five combined tackles, two tackles for a loss. He didn't miss a, a dang snap. Uh, he's a plug and play CB at this point for you and your CB required leagues. Let's see what else happened here. Micah Parsons got home for a sack, played 76% of defensive snaps, two solo tackles, a tackle for a loss, a QB hit, a perfectly fine day. Obviously, if you played, if you went and drafted Micah Parsons, you're playing Micah Parsons. You can't uh, ignore his upside each and every week. Uh, so he had a perfectly fine day today. Nothing really changed there. Keep on playing him. Uh, he, and he was sick too. I think he woke up with flu-like symptoms and he still put on this kind of performance. Uh, you can keep trusting him uh, everywhere that you have him. Let's see. Anything else noteworthy here? I mean, really, the the studs are playing. Well, actually, that's not even true. In, in this game, there's a lot of people uh, other than the Harrison Reddicks here. But like your Gilmore's, your Slay, Donovan Wilson, Fletcher Cox, uh, you know, kind of outperformed how they've performed all year. And they also didn't have great playtime. Um I think we expect some more regression towards the mean with both of these, both of these teams uh, moving forward. I would avoid the mean takeaway. I'd avoid the Eagles linebacker group as long as you can. Um, yeah. And then on the Cowboys, there's not a whole lot of people you can trust other than your drum plans uh, and your Micah Parsons either is, you know, no one's been really consistently great uh, all year. So with that, with that, thank you for sticking with me. That was the solo Matt Record Show uh, Week 14 IDP Plus Rundown. Uh, we It was a fun week. Hopefully you made the playoffs. Uh, hopefully you're still there with us. Uh, we're going to bring you there all the way. Obviously, there's a bunch of other great content that's being put out uh, by the IDP Guys Network, soon to be rebranded as the IDP Plus network if you've been seeing that being blasted in all of our socials we're really excited about that it's more representative of the type of content that we put out there because we put out content for everyone obviously we're still idp focused but we got offensive stuff we got dynasty we have everything you could possibly want so be sure to check us out at idpguys.org for now uh 
and check out all of our awesome podcasts uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts, all of our great YouTube content. We have a really, we have a lot of really exciting stuff going on, a lot of great tools to help you win your championship, not only this year, but next year as well. Uh, pretty soon, we're going to start shifting more to dynasty content here on this podcast, you know, once the playoffs come around. Uh, but we're going to take you all the way, all the way up to week, week 18. Uh, we know some of your leagues go all the way out to week 18. So we're going to help you. We're going to help you get there. Just talking about what happened anyone that you can potentially trust or not trust in any of these games. We're going to be there with you this entire way. So with that, my name is Matt Record at MRecord21. Uh, next week, hopefully, we'll be joined by my lovely co-host Steve again. But until then, good luck in your playoffs. Keep on kicking butt, and we'll see you next week.